Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to The Grindhouse. My name is Sean Tatro, and today with my girlfriend and co-host, Leah Diana... We are getting exactly what we think we will. As we follow up our pilot episode with the 1982 Massacre pieces. The co-eds of a Boston College campus are no longer safe, as they are targeted by a mysterious killer, hell-bent on creating a human jigsaw puzzle from the mutilated corpses of his victims. Let's get into it. Warning. What you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces, it's exactly what you think it is. Pieces, absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. Spread the word, you dirty cocksuckers. Tell all your grave robbing friends I want them out of the city now! The nightmare of insane murder. From the depths of hell. Hello, Leah. Hello, Sean. And hello, Pieces. (laughs) Oh, boy. Before we get started, this episode is once again unofficially sponsored by Chameleon Organic Churro-Flavored Light Roast. Pumpkin spice still isn't helping us. Stuff is sort of bland. Yeah, the churro flavor is not coming through. (laughs) All right, where do we begin with Pieces? When you told me that the name of the movie... That we were following up Texas Chainsaw Massacre was pieces. And then you showed me the actual trailer. I didn't know what to think. Because we've been doing this for a couple weeks now where it's like, pieces. Like, seriously. The trailer is less than a minute. And it's just, just, that's all it is. Like, and now we watch it. And I have one thing to say to you. What the fuck did you just make me watch? Well, fun fact about the trailer, actually. Um, It turns out that the... At the very end of the trailer that you guys have actually just seen, there... If you're on YouTube. If you're on YouTube. There's a scream right before we cut to the main title. It's like a shot of the killer walking towards the camera, and then there's this lady screaming. That scream is actually taken directly from Janet Lee in Psycho. I thought that sounded familiar. So, P 
Pieces is actually a Spanish language film, not a giallo. Ooh. It came out in 1982 from director Juan Pecor Simon, I think is how his name would be pronounced. We'll, we'll put it in the bottom somewhere. However, it's written by the American exploitation writer Derek Randall. Okay. The film was set around Boston, but it actually was primarily shot in Valencia, Italy. I was going to say, none of that looks like Boston. Any any of it. None of it. Except for the fact that they tried to put Boston Hospital on the side of a, of a ambulance. And it was in Spanish. And I laughed. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and this movie was made on a budget of around $300,000. Okay. All right. And, oh, the original Spanish title for this movie was not Pieces. What was it? It roughly translated to Night of a Thousand Screams. I think Jigsaw might have been a better title. I think that was actually the name of the original screenplay. Jigsaw. Uh, That would have made sense. I have to say the best description I have ever heard for this film is that, and I quote. Oh, God. It plays out like a serious cop thriller that loses its fucking mind every few minutes and decides to go all splatter and gratuitous tits and ass. I will say the tits and ass count wasn't very high, but holy shit, we got a full half-chub peen shot from the lead kid. Like, whole dick and balls out. I was like, you don't see this. This is nice. I like these international movies where they don't care. Yeah, foreign films tend to not avoid they don't, full frontal they male nudity. They literally don't give a shit. <laughs> so we open this movie on a young boy building a jigsaw puddle, puzzle of a naked pinup girl as his mom lurks in and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> like, uh, I get it. Like, moms hate porn. Like, that kid was, like, ten. Maybe nine. He was not, like, <laughs> I'm a horny 13-year-old. He was, like, still young. Where did he get the porn puzzle from? Was it from his dad who was in Europe for the war? The beginning of this movie was set in 1974. 1947. 42, I believe. 40, it said 47. Did it say 42? It said, I think it said 47. Oh. Um, Maybe I misread we'll it. Fact, we'll fact check that. Because I might be wrong, he might be wrong. We both might be wrong. Who cares? But this w- woman loses her shit over like, this smut. Like she breaks fucking... a mirror. She's, like, cussing the kid out, calling him stupid. Joan Crawford wired wire hangers level a fucking freak out. Like, whole, and, and when she throws the picture into the, mi- into the mirror, like, she throws her whole body into the mirror. Like, no! Like, not hums the picture. Her entire arm. Like, she's like, ah! And she softball pitches her whole body into the goddamn mirror. I'm like, lady, are you alright? Like, this is not worth killing yourself over. Your son is still a boy. He's gonna, like, look at naked ladies. It's gonna happen. Well, thankfully, she sends him, sends him to go get a trash bag, but the fucker comes back with a fucking axe and chops her to shit first blood less than two minutes into the movie as opposed to first blood in texas chainsaw massacre 
40 minutes. minutes. This was like, nah, you want blood? We give you blood. And that fake, beautiful, thick, corn syrupy, not quite blood red, nice cherry red. It was that goopy crap. And I'm like, I love it. (laughs) I absolutely stand by that this was the perfect follow-up to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was just enough of, I, I don't know. If I've ever made my what the fuck this face like more times during a film, I was like, what the fuck just happened? It goes from like two to twelve, like really fast. Like what the fuck? Ah. Oh. Funny thing about this one is like, like I said, it's a Spanish language film mm. originally, but somehow it has every earmark of an Italian giallo film. Hmm. We're talking. Vibrant, overly colored blood, brutal as fuck kills. Over dramatic acting. Over dramatic acting, the black gloved killer, and even down to the fact that you have people who aren't cops investigating the killings. Why would you have a like 17 to 20 year old kid helping lead investigators? try and solve a multiple murder case where parts of the bodies are missing. Like... uh, It's extremely uh, unrealistic. Also, that little boy actor was fucking sadistic looking, and I want to know how he did after all of this. So we're going to need you to take this axe and pretend to mutilate your mom um, while blood's thrown through the air, and we want you to smile and laugh. (coughs) Excuse me. Like, something's, like, you're just maniacal. And I'm just like, I wrote a note that's like, how is this child actor doing now? Is he alright? <laughs> he probably stopped acting. Uh, yeah, huh? Oh, first pun of the night. So, when lead investigators show up and, you know, they're like, something's wrong, we can't get in the house. Like, neighbor or mother, I don't know what. They get in the house and they open one of the doors and it's just her head. And I was like, oh, she got ahead of herself. Pun number one. Also, shout out to the Spanish, like, director putting a New England Patriots flag on the wall. Nice touch. Nice touch. Trying to sell Valencia as As fucking... a New Englander, I went, huh, that's great. Also, that flag is not reflective of what the Patriots flags looked like in 1982. Absolutely not. Nope. It was terrifying. So, it doesn't take long to get into the meat of this movie. Right off the bat, we the killer gives no fucks nope. whatsoever. In our first kill, well, second kill if you count the mother, mm. this guy walks out in broad fucking daylight and decapitates a bitch in sh- a short skirt with a chainsaw. Like, broad daylight, like her... Skirt while she's lying on the ground is fanned out under her, but it's just like peekabooing her ass so it looks funny. And she's like looking at this dude over her shoulder who has sun- broad daylight, sunglasses, a hat, a face covering, a turtleneck, and a trench coat with a chainsaw cutting branches above her. Bitch, run! Run! What is wrong with you? Um. Another side note, the uh, killer in this movie was actually 
modeled directly after the comic book character The Shadow. I don't know who that is. Uh, they actually did a movie adaptation of him that <coughs> falls into our category. Ooh. So we can actually review that at some point. My next note just says Hilda Fox. <laughs> Fox is spelt F-U-C-H-S. And I just looked up who she played. The secretary. Congratulations, Hilda Fox. Oh <laughs> my god. This poor lady's actual name is Hilda Fox. The, uh, the opening credits for this movie, actually all the credits are pretty damn bland. But in the most beautiful way. I appreciated because they were they were nice. They were like lower font. I was appreciated. And then just that gem, which I had to pause and rewind and go, I swear to God, that just said fucks. And we went back to it and it does. And we both laughed. By the way, it took me about five minutes into this one to realize that every single female we were going to meet is a complete slut. I don't know if... Okay, the tennis girl wasn't a slut. I don't think... Hang on, pause. Okay, I don't think the tennis girl was a slut. She was more of like, just... Her tennis skirt was short, but I feel like... He was going after... Well, this is catching a hop, but he was going after a certain type. So he was aiming for types. That's what he was doing. Yeah, I um, guess you're right. I don't understand the f- second scene uh, after the credits where the girl is skateboarding. And then there's a mirror and she runs into it. Wh- what happened? I don't think that scene in particular had any real reason for being in the movie. It mm-hmm. was kind of just filler. Yeah. And stupid filler at that. Exactly. However, um, that girl, the girl <laughs> playing the skateboarder, actually is the exact same actress that gets decapitated with the chainsaw in the, as the second kill. It's the same actress, different characters. <laughs> Wait, the blonde? Or the redhead? The one that was laying out on the lawn? But she was a brunette that went through the mirror. And then she was a redhead on... Probably a wig. In the grass. What in the world? They probably just... This is not the BBC. You have more than five actors and three sets. Come on. Um, one more point I'd like to make about the Italian style of this movie. They even go as far as to have some of the actors speaking English and some speaking their native languages. I love the dubs. And overdubbing all of it in the worst way. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I pay attention when we get to these giallo-type films. I pay attention to see who's actually mouthing English and who's not. And there were only a couple people that were not mouthing English. Like, I would say four total out of the whole cast. Most of the main cast, they were all speaking English. You could tell. But, like, one of the girls that got killed, she was not speaking English. And it was like, oh my god, as a fan of Japanese anime and animation, I appreciate a bad dub. I do. And these are bad. They're so bad. Oh, I've got, I, I say it twice. I've got, I love the fucking, I love the dub crap. And it says, seriously, I fucking love the dub crap. <laughs> 
Um, one of the other comments from that opener where they they were talking, they were like all in a group, a bunch of the kids, and they were like, "Oh, look, our favorite professor's here. He he he! I'm gonna ask him a question." She's walking out. She's walking up to him, tits out in a white shirt, and I'm like, like she's walking like this, going, "My friends are making fun of me because I don't know what a peck is. What's a peck?" Like, this teacher looks like, can you, can you go away? I don't want anything to do with you. Like, and all I remember from that scene is waterbeds, fucking, and pot. Yeah. <laughs> like, that whole scene, I was like, tits, waterbed, fucking, and pot. I'm like, what's wrong with giallo filmmakers? Are they all right? Do we need to check on them? Well, luckily, we now know that it's not a giallo film. No, but it's like. It mimics an, one. It's, it's a mimic, but it's, oh, my God. I don't know, I stand by the fact that, like, every motherfucker in this movie felt like they were just overly sexed up. And, like, even down to, like, see, the pool scene, like, they introduced that scene with, like, alluring, sexy sax music. Why was she wearing cowboy boots? You catch that she was wearing cowboy boots? And she had a bathing suit under, which I appreciated. And then, like, in the middle of nothing, she's like, Oop, my top went off. I'm like... Bitch, you're getting in a pool. Put your fucking top back on. Well, to be fair, she did in- invite that other the main kid to the pool. Yeah. Uh, to bang. Unnecessary <laughs> sexy sax music. That was un. The music in this was either dun, 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 or bum, 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 bum. It's like ma- major American or <laughs> like what? I'm like, this, this movie's having a seizure. This movie had a lot of problems. Oh. I mean, like, for a good long period, they didn't dedicate any focus to trying to give us a main character. No. It was they just gave scene us after scene. and gloves. And after a while, I will say, they did give us little Easter eggs. I figured out who the killer was based on the pattern on the door. I was like, and you heard me. I went, oh, got it. But it was one of those, like, all right, okay, not as bad as I thought it would be. Like, I'm actually pretty happy. But still, fucked up movie. Also, why why the hell, and this goes for a lot of movies, but this one in particular, I kind of went in expecting every single broad in this movie to be dumber than shit and, like, barely attempt to save their own lives, and that's exactly what ended up happening. Look... Let's talk about the girl in the swimming pool, okay? One, the first girl got her head cut off. Um, and somebody said, what did the murderer want with her head? And I instantly went, skull fucking. Like, that's what my, <laughs> my brain thought. And I was like, you're a terrible person, Leah. But all I can see is, like, some dude prying over in her mouth and just going to fucking town. And I was like, in my head going, is that going too far? No, no, not with these type of films. I could fucking see that with this type of film. But it wouldn't be shown like fully like this. It would be a dude like this going, like not even like a nice sex face. It would be like. (laughs) The other one, okay. I hope he keeps the faces in because this scene just, it really did. Like, I'm sitting here going, what? My pun for that death scene was, I bet you her name was Annette. 
So he gets a pool net and he's dragging her by her head. Bitch, go under and get away. You had every opportunity to run away. Even when he pulled you up and you were like, "Eh, eh, eh." roll back into the pool and swim, bitch. To be fair, and throughout this movie, throughout this movie, I had ample opportunity to do a bunch of research on the actual production uh-huh. because there was long sequences of dialogue where I didn't have much to say. Yeah. So, to be fair, that scene was apparently actually shot in the middle of winter and the actress almost froze to death in the, in the pool. <laughs> so, I definitely can understand Y'all her not being able to move pools very fast. in Spain. Really? You can't... I'm sorry, not Spain. It was filmed in Italy. My bad. Y'all couldn't, like, at least... This is a Spanish film. It was filmed in Italy. You're telling me, the entire country of Italy, and there wasn't a heated pool you could go to? You let her freeze? It was indoors! That's a solid point. It's a Spanish-language film... Shot in Italy. Shot in Italy. Therefore, is it a giallo? It's technically an Italian film. Oh, we're going to have to check that. I mean, I would like to call this a giallo-esque movie because it has... I mean, I've only seen two. I've seen Suspiria and I've seen The Beyond. And let me tell you, this... Yeah. This mimics those two. Like, who? Um, yeah. (sighs) She... (laughs) That that character's name wasn't Annette, it was Grace. And I was like, she died so ungracefully. Uh, I really uh. thought... Also, the other note I have is fucking in the bushes, because two people were just fucking in broad daylight behind some bushes. And that went nowhere. Ass out. Yeah, it was just like, expected, the killer was just like... I expected them to get slaughtered. But. Was that the killer or was that the um groundskeeper? The weird, like, one-eyed... Gr- like, that dude. I think it was the groundskeeper. That and... I wrote this down. I don't exactly remember where it came in, but Professor Sugar Plum. Uh, Is that because the girls later... were talking about the professor while he was walking by? That I was like, why would they call him Professor Professor Sugar Plum? But it in turn goes to one of the facts in the end of the movie that the dean actually tells Mary that Professor, whatever his name was. Brown? Brown, yes. Professor Brown is a homosexual. Professor Brown is a homosexual. He had such a bad English accent, too. And I feel like it was a real English accent that he was trying to, like, exaggerate. It was like, hmm, tip, tip, cheerio. It was, like, really bad. Really bad. Um. So, before we stray too far from it, the, the pool death. Yeah. I gotta ask, why in the fuck would a police detective rather have the opinion of a professor that has nothing to really do with the investigation than wait for the coroner to show up and tell him what the fuck happened. Because he suspected him. So I kind of clued in on that one. One, they thought it was him from the beginning because he's an anatomy teacher. So they thought he was the killer oh, having like a, a knowledge of anatomy. So when they're, it's coming up that he's taking pieces of the girls, they thought, oh, well, let's talk to this guy. And what made me think it was Professor Brown is he touched the chainsaw, which would completely null any evidence if he actually did use the chainsaw. That's right. So he spoiled evidence, and he's an anatomy professor. 
So, yeah, they should have waited for the coroner, but I think the the detective was actually like, oh, okay. No, come here. I just want your opinion. You're right. Like, was... oh, do you? how do you think this was done? Oh, this was... Any idiot could see this was done with a chainsaw. Really? Any idiot? Are you the idiot that did it? Like, I I see where they were going okay. with that. I didn't even think of that. All right. Um, so... The... For anyone who hasn't seen this movie, for anyone who plans to watch it, oh good god, be prepared. The performances throughout this movie are awful. I'm <laughs> so tired of murdered mur- girls being murdered, sounding like they're moaning in during sex, and then the only one girl that was in the sex scene was screaming like she was being murdered. Yeah, uh, I mean, case in point, like this movie is like loaded with sexual in- innuendo in every in, in every innuendo case, get it case in, <laughs> case in point obligatory aerobics dance sequence that is being watched by the killer who sounds like he's heavy breathing like he's jerking off literally he sounds like this long <sighs> and i did it during the movie at one point to sean and he's like you okay and I'm like, no, I'm mimicking the killer. Like, I'm just sitting here like, and all I have to say is he sound. my dad used to call people like this that would stand like right behind him. So we'd always go to Disney as kids. Always. I'm sick of Disney. Just saying. But when you're a tourist pre-COVID like years ago, people would be up your ass in lines. I mean, in any line in food, rides, getting in. And people would literally... You'd hear it. My dad calls them mouth breathers. So I'm calling this the mouth breather killer. Because he literally would just, like, sound like he's jacking off every time he's about ready to kill these girls. It's ridiculous. I get the idea because it follows a very similar concept to, like, the stuff they did in Friday the 13th where you had yeah, Jason's like, heavy he's breathing. A mask. Yes. That, like, you can hear that in a mask. This man is just out in the open. Like... At one point, one of, girls, pent up. <laughs> uh, one of the girls looks at him and goes, Oh, hello, sir. So obviously she can see his fucking face. Why are you breathing like that? Do uh, you have a cold? Would you like some tea? The uh, I absolutely love the super 70s synth score, even though this was an 80s movie. Oh, well, it was 82, so... And usually, like, stuff that's really popular in America, in other countries, takes a little while to get there. That's true. So, that, they couldn't, they probably didn't get to, like, the the really weird, like, 80s synth pop yet, and they were still using, like, that 70s kind of feel. Right. I liked the score. I did, it was fucking everywhere, but I liked the doom, doom, doom. I liked that, that was kind of cool. The music they were dancing to in the aerobics class... What was that? I can't even tell you. This film uh, was has been described in the past as almost self reflect like um, as having an almost self reflexive awareness that it's an exploitation film, and this can be seen throughout in its randomness. The skateboarding girl at the beginning. Which made no fucking no sense. No sense. The. Well, uh, I do have a point with that, but go keep going. There's I thought about this. The whole martial arts random what scene. What was with the kung fu 
Shanti just wow. So there's actually a reason for that, and it's oh, not. God. It has nothing to do with the film itself, but the reason that that's in there is that's a cameo from a Bruce Lee impersonator, who apparently the uh, writer producer of the movie Rick Randall, uh, at the same time as doing pieces, he was working on a bunch of kung fu exploitation films. So he just kind of threw that guy in there. <laughs> Sir, I want a five-page paper as to why you thought this made any goddamn sense. Adding a kung fu dude to a movie about killing some bitches. Where did that man make sense? He didn't. He's an exploitation writer. He doesn't have to. There needs to be some cohesive material. Like, just to, just give me a little. Just you fucking wait. Oh, God. <laughs> this isn't even the tip of the weirdo iceberg, is oh, it? Oh, no. Oh, great. It gets so much worse. Uh, one of the comments I have is, Watch out for Mary with your penis. As they tell Kendall, which is the lead dude, to pay attention to Mary because Mary is an... Mary's nine to five is working as a detective, but her hobby is being a professional tennis player. Those are two really big jobs in themselves, okay? And he tell, tells Kendall, Kendall, watch out for Mary. This is a 17 to 20 year old kid. They're saying, oh, watch out for this professional detective. She can't protect herself. I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm, all right. Also, they were playing tennis all wrong. So, there was no, like bounce before they hit the ball and it actually made me irritated i was like you're a professional tennis player and you're just going eh, eh. when you hit it you have to let it bounce once and then you hit it back and they went to something 40 no 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 once you hit 40 that's love and you're winning the game i'm not fact check me if you want i don't remember a hundred percent but i'm really sure they fucked up the tennis you think a bunch of exploitation filmmakers knew and or gave a shit? <laughs> You're in Italy. There are multiple libraries. Do your research. They don't care. Oh my god. Before we uh we might as well get this out of the way. How do you feel how did you feel about the the gore in this film? There should have been more. There definitely should have been there more. There should have been more. I mean, the opening scene is him literally hammering an axe into his mom's head. And the blood was everywhere. There wasn't much blood for the first kill. The second kill, there was a lot of blood, but I would have expected the pool to be red and the floor to... Like, it's what I said about Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Chainsaws make a big fucking mess. Why wasn't there more blood? There was more blood with the knife-stabbing scene in the waterbed than there was in the other ones, except for the torso girl. That was a lot of blood. That's very true. Um, most of the uh, guts, blood, and gore of all kinds throughout this film is actually taken from real animals that they got from a slaughterhouse. <laughs> So you're telling me these poor girls were covered in animal, actual animal blood? Yep. The, uh... Oh, God. <laughs> the smell. The, when the tennis player gets killed in that, like, little shower room, oh. that was actually them sawing through a pig carcass. Oh. <laughs> That's so gross. 
Okay. So, my other note. Um, one of it is, I'm not sure what the fuck is happening with this plot anymore. And then it goes to, why did he 40, why did he wait 40 years to take his next victim? That's a good fucking question. So, the scene where his mom, like, boom, throws herself against the mirror with the, with the picture, comes up again when the girl rides the skateboard through the mirror. So I wonder if that's a metaphor for the killer's mind snapping because prior we see him taking all the stuff out in the beginning he takes mom, his mom's bloody shoes out he takes his mom's dress out and he takes a picture of his mom out with an ex you see I like that way of thinking and it makes a lot of sense that mm. that's what that's supposed to mean but at the same time he wasn't there to see her do that no but what if it's a rep- representation oh. of just that moment yes of that moment where he finds this stuff and he takes it out and his brain snaps. Granted, it is a really long path to make it there, but it's like, I can see where A and B could have connected. I guess I get it, but I honestly, I feel like he should have like seen that, like whether it be out the window or something. What if he did? And that's a scene that they didn't add into it because of time. They should have cut out the rest of it. If you're going to cut out everything, cut out that whole scene. There's no reason for it. Because the biggest plot hole is, why did it take 40 years? Because they say right in the beginning, 40 years later. Yeah. Why did he become a respectable... I don't want to give away the killer yet, but why did he become a respectable person at the college to be able, you know, for years and years and years, build up that to end up just killing, like, I don't know if it was between, like, five to seven people randomly? Uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, mm. honestly, maybe like twenty years, but forty. Yeah. Or like he did, he did little killings, but nobody could ever figure it out. Even if it was like animals. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. You know, apparently this is uh, Eli Roth's favorite slasher film of all time. Who's Eli Roth? Uh, Cabin Fever, Hostel. Seeing Cabin Fever, I like Cabin Fever. I also think Cabin Fever is a terrible film, but we'll get there. Um, we won't get there. Oh, thank God! That's a early. The best 2000s. thing about that movie is Ryder Strong, and I'm not talking about his acting. I'm just talking about his face. That's a movie. Without getting into too much detail on it, that's definitely a movie that you have to go into with a certain mindset. It's we like. It's not horrible but it's like oh, this is bad guys this is this just seems very stretch and unrealistic like my horror i love horror that is and i'm waiting because of the pandemic for all of these like weird pandemic fucking horror movies oh you know it's coming oh yeah it's gonna be great but i like a little bit of realism in my horror there was no realism about cabin fever but we gotta go back to topic so we're going to leave Cabin Fever where it is because we never have to review it. And I'm so happy, either the original or the remake. Um, jumping back a minute, uh, oh. something I forgot to mention was that that random aerobics dance sequence thing. Yes. Apparently the director originally thought it made more sense if all the women in it had been naked. In what world, sir? In what world? I'm not sure where he was going with that. Apparently it was the main... 
instructor that was supposed to be in the class, she uh, was an actual instructor that they hired for that scene. And because she refused to be naked on film, they didn't go that way. But... (laughs) Thank you, madam. There was no need for that much nudity. I don't know what the point of it would have been. Bouncing titties. Yeah, but like... There's no Just reason a class... out in the open, all full bush. But a, a, a class would never be held in the nude. Oh, no, there's nude aerobics. There's nude yoga. There's all sorts of nude stuff. Yeah, but at that time? Uh, it looked like that was pretty late, unless, you know... I, I don't know. There was no point. I can see where the director's going. He's a dude. He wanted naked ladies. Naked ladies sell movies. Yeah, but Jesus Christ... And they're different in Europe. They're not like us. We're like, oh no, we're, we're, we, we can't have nudity on our films. Like they are okay with it. It's like kids start drinking when they're young. They got nudity on cable TV. It's not a big deal. I feel like this is a hard film to like step by step go through. I did my best and I still have a page and a half. So. Well, I mean, in terms of like scene by scene, like trying Breakdown? to, trying to take an audience through this it's literally just kill by kill investigation by investigation like but it's... i think that's the beauty of these kind of movies there is not supposed to be like we're not supposed to get like a zodiac killer or like yeah the zodiac killer type movie or the seven type movie where it's like build suspense you got all this shit no it is like quick and dirty get in there bam you're done like that this is literally a quick and dirty movie that's very true. And it's it's nice because every once in a while you're like, I just want to watch something stupid. I want a stupid movie that I can sit here and be like, all right. For all <laughs> intents and purposes, this movie is stupid. It is, but it is a beautiful kind of stupid. Oh, it's a gorgeous kind of stupid. <laughs> I don't know how to like. <laughs> it's fun. You don't have to think too much about it. No. It's, it is exactly what the tagline is it's pieces it's, just, it's, it's pieces. exactly what you think it's gonna be pieces like <laughs> um let's see can't anyone else oh bitch stop running in your tap shoes he can hear you it's kind of the same thing I pointed out in Texas Chainsaw Massacre don't scream he can hear you she's running in tap shoes he knows where you are also, don't turn off the lights. And does anybody else hear a fucking chainsaw in the middle of the night? They did try to cover that up in the tennis player scene. Yeah, because he played the was, music. That was it. Why in broad daylight, but the middle of the night where it's dead fucking quiet? Would you not try to go? Like the minute she, Kendall heard her screaming in the elevator, but didn't hear the chainsaw. I don't really understand Was that, that man think with his penis? Like, I hear a lady in trouble. They're screaming. Like, but you don't hear the fucking... My cock senses are tingling. It's tingling because I got it caught in the door of the elevator. I'm going up. And so is it. Um. <sighs> Another pun. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this movie cost a bit to make. Because he took her arms. And oh, my scene. God. Come on. Uh, at this point, after she said, Hello, sir. I was like, I'm calling it. It was the, It's the Dean. I'm calling it. I'm calling the killer. It's the Dean. They've put so much emphasis on 
the janitor at this point, but they keep showing the shoes in the leg, and the janitor was a bigger guy. Yeah. They keep showing the professor, but this guy keeps wearing black pants and black shoes. The professor, Professor Brown, is wearing brown pants and brown shoes. So they are paying... A little on the nose, don't you think? Yeah, they're they're paying attention to detail. That they're like, oh, the ridiculous in this movie, you're never going to figure it out. And I'm sitting here going, um, yeah, no, I figured it out. In case you didn't guess, it's it's the fucking dean. It's the dean. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Then there's the wonderful scene of Kendall in bed with a girl. And when I, I'm not kidding you, I'm not kidding you when I tell you all the other girls are like, ah, ah, no, stop, ah, stop killing me. This chick, while they're having sex, is full on, ah, eh, like screaming. And I'm like, like, muffle the bitch, put a pillar on her face. Like, what is going on? And then he gets up and it's just fucking ass and penis. And I'm like, oh, I did not know I was watching a porn. Thank you very much. I'm so used to lady titties. I'm not used to schlong. It's not a very popular thing here in America. No. You, I, I mean, we got we got schlong with Game of Thrones, but I also feel like that was an international show. Right. I'm trying to remember what other shows I've seen Dick on. Um, Obviously Sex in the City, but that was HBO, so that was paid Probably things premium like cable. Oz. Oz did, but that's another, that was, I don't know, actually, that I was, don't know. That was, that was a paid channel show. That was a paid channel, but it wasn't like HBO. That was it's like Showtime, I think, or something like that. Yeah. So uh, we take take out HBO, Showtime, and Cinemax. Take those three out. I've never, like, I've seen like the pubic bonal area. I can't think of another movie that shows schlong. I have one extremely prime example. Okay. It's a movie called Antichrist. Shows peen. Oh yeah. Like a lot of peen? Put it this way. The opening shot, the opening sequence of this movie Mm. is two people going at it um, while something else is happening. But it, like, keeps cutting back and forth. And the whole thing is shot in super slow motion. And I promise you, like, no, no, no. (laughs) Like, you get gratuitous, like sexual movement but they do an extreme close up of dick going into vagine oh that's that in super slow mo (laughs) okay so you've been on a movie set you weren't present for that filming but you've been on a movie set with a lady full frontal nudity that must have been fucking awkward and there was no surprisingly not that awkward really yeah no I mean on movie sets, they tend to keep everything... Uh, That's like a closed thing, right? Yeah, so like if you have a nude scene or a sex scene or anything like that in a, a proper film, mm. they will kind of clear the set of all non-essential personnel. You get like maybe the sound guy, the director, and like one, like one other person. Yeah. They try to make it as comfortable for the actor or actress as possible. In something like Pieces, I doubt they did that, but... (laughs) Here we are. Oh, God. I have a fun fact for you that I learned during the movie. The woman who plays Mary is married in real life, or was until he passed away, to the guy that played the lieutenant. 
Really? Her last her last name was George, and his last is or in his last name I think was George. Let me just make sure that I'm not lying. Yeah. So Mary Rigg was played by Linda Day, and Linda Day was married to Christopher George. Holy shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, and I saw that when I was just kind of checking. Um, oh, they actually have the name of the the movie in Spanish on here. Mil. Oh, I apologize to Spanish-speaking people. This is going to yeah. be painful. I do Asian languages. I'm not good at this. Mil Gritos Tiene La Nocha, which translates to The Night Has a Thousand Screams. Oof. But yeah, she was she's married well until his death in nineteen nineteen eighty three. So he died like the year after this film was made. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Hang on. I need to death. He died of a heart attack at the age of fifty two in nineteen eighty three. And this movie was made in 1982 so the dude died the next year god damn holy shit man that's crazy that sucks life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We interrupt your regularly scheduled film talk for this important announcement. I know what you're thinking. Oh, God, not an ad. But trust me, if you have ever had a passing interest in podcasting, then you're going to want to hear about Anchor. Anchor is a podcast platform by Spotify, and it is way easier to make a podcast with absolutely everything you need to capture your audience all in one place. Anchor has the tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And choosing to host with Anchor means that you can distribute your podcast on all major listening platforms, like Spotify, naturally, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. It also allows you to begin earning money with your show with no minimum listener requirements. Anchor was our first and only choice when we decided to start our show, and we cannot recommend it enough. So if you have an idea to podcast, don't wait any longer. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh, but like, I don't know how a movie called Pieces only has a body count of seven. Okay, it's not the body count, it's the limbs that count. There were a lot of limbs. Like, that yes. first, that second girl was limb from limbed because he took her torso. Right. So he left all the rest of the pieces of her. I, I do absolutely admit, like, the 
kills that we do get are mm. far more brutal than most. Chef's kiss. They are beautiful. The... I wish there was more than seven, but... <laughs> I mean, find me a movie, or find us a movie, that has a big kill count. There's gotta be a movie There's out there. There's tons. Is there one of those, like, seedy underbelly ones with a big kill count? Like... Oh, yeah. The... I am staring at one, and I stare at... And I reference this one all the time, but I don't know if we'll actually ever watch this. I'm looking at a film called Dog Dick in your in your collection. That one doesn't really have a body count at all. No, oh, but That's like not those that type kind of, of a films. Movie. Yeah, we're we're not. I don't know if we'll touch those movies. Like there are a couple movies you described that I'm like, yeah, I ain't watching that. There's a good amount of them we could cover because a lot of them came out of like the 90s. Yeah. And shit like that, but, but that's like. I don't know if I watch that. Um. That's a dark territory. So, at one point, a reporter for the Boston Globe shows up out of nowhere and is asking, what's happening around here? And everybody's like, I don't know what you're talking about. At this point, four people have been killed. People have to be talking about this. Just saying, I don't know what you're talking about looks kind of fucking sus. Like, really, really sus. Uh, like, <laughs> you dumb. Um... I hate that you're using the term sus right now. Look, I've played Among Us. I watch popular YouTubers. At least I don't do the sheesh thing like my little sister does. She does this where I, YouTubers can see it. They go, sheesh. I don't know what that means. A hundred percent. And she did it to me when she came up. When was she last up? It was like July? Something like that, June? yeah. June? July? Um, Which, by the way, Abby, if you're listening or watching... The next time you come up, I want a goddamn explanation as to what the fuck that means. <laughs> the poor girl's gotten called out twice, and she's probably like, why do you keep calling me? I don't know what you're talking about. It's going to be beautiful to watch her cry. <laughs> beautiful. So the comment, the note I have here is, reporter, if you think something's going on on this college campus, like girls being alone or being killed, why are you roaming around in the middle of the night in a white dress? Hi, I'm Cannon Father for the pot. I'm moving target. Somebody kill me. Literally. He could have gone after everybody, but because she should have gone, I think something's going on. And he's like, nope, gotta take you out. Plot device. That was a good kind of like, oh no, I gotta get her. That was pretty good. I'm proud of this movie for little, little things. Because when we watched the movie The Beyond and Suspiria, I'm just sitting there going, where's the plot? I don't understand where the plot went. It was like, <laughs> come back. Well, to be fair, <laughs> movies like The Beyond and Suspiria are much more... They're art pieces, I yeah, feel. Yeah, they're, they're much more meant to be f closer to fairy tale-like. So yeah. it's, it's a whole different world. Um, I was so proud of the killer for pulling out a knife. A knife. A less noisy weapon. And then... When he's doing his stabby thing and turning her over and he stabs the waterbed and there's water and blood oh, and everything. Dude. It was beautiful. That fucking waterbed scene. And this goes into normally what we would be talking about at the end of mm. the episode. But that is my favorite scene in this movie. <laughs> that scene was so well executed. He's got her pinned down. She's struggling. She's on a waterbed. There's water. Her clothes are getting heavier. This one makes sense. What, dude, the 
the slow motion alone in that sequence. It's like it, the water going everywhere. It not and, only oh God. it not only added so much to the moment, but it, like it it throws everything into this like prolonged brutality. Oh God! You see him just He's stabbing just away stabbing at her, stabbing abdomen, chest, fucking shoulder. And then he turns her around. Her dress is halfway up her ass. She, her, her panties are falling off. Her boobs almost coming out. He turns her over. And they over... Oh, they missed this and it made me laugh. He brings the knife down to put it into her skull. And the fake knife goes whoop and bends at her neck. And I'm like, oh, you had me prepare. Oh, man. And then the kill. That was... Oh, that oh, kill was awesome. Right through the back of the skull into the mouth. And she's just like, oh, I was and like, oh, even the noise was beautiful. I, I already said it once, but the kills in this movie are They're brutal good. as fuck. They're so good. cheesy, bloody. They're so goddamn good. Oh. I love it. I loved oh. every second of the, the murder scenes. I would love that to be like, you know how on Facebook now you can do that 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 page picture you, I want there to be a video and I just want that killed over you can set that as a video that would be amazing if YouTube wouldn't be like or Facebook wouldn't be like please please don't put this is very graphic I'll do it <laughs> I know you will I'll do, do it, it. Uh, leave me oh. a comment somewhere and I'll absolutely set that as the our grindhouse Facebook uh, banner oh god that <laughs> and Facebook shuts us down. <laughs> um, Try me, Facebook. So after that kill... Let's go, Zuckerberg. Um, Did they ever find her? They don't mention I don't think they did. her. So they do this brutal, beautiful kill, and she doesn't get... He doesn't get any credit for that one. Nothing. They don't say anything. He gets credit in here. In his heart. In his heart <laughs> of hearts. So I laughed because he, Kendall and Mary... He saw Mary outside snooping... And that's why the reporter's running around. And Kendall escorts her back to her dorm room, whatever. And he looks at her and says, Would you like, can I, can I come in for some coffee? And she's like, not tonight. Is coffee slang for sex? Was that a big thing? I feel like that was a big thing in the 80s or 90s when guys would be like, oh, can I come in for some coffee? And the girl would be like, yeah, sure. Or, no, no coffee tonight. Was that like a... Uh, I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. yeah. Like, nowadays, I'd look at someone and be like, do you want to come in for coffee? Oh, my God, I would love a cup of coffee. To me, that's not like... It's just coffee. Yeah. Coffee, coffee is my vagina. No, that's not... Coffee is just coffee to me. I want coffee. I want good coffee. <laughs> Instead, I get sludge. <laughs> sludge. Okay, so... I don't, mean, have... I don't mean to shit on this coffee so much, but... It's not our This flavor is not for But me. I will say... When Sean and I first started dating, he didn't drink coffee when I first started dating. He only drank coffee on sets. Yeah. Uh, it was something I kind of reserved just for that and then we worked at a company together i got him a job at a company that i worked at um when we first started dating and i would always have either a, a dunkin donuts coffee or a starbucks coffee i always aim for cold brew black straight cold brew black no water if i can because i don't think my heart should be in my chest i think it should be outside of my body beating as fast as possible 
Um, and he slowly kind of started getting more into coffee. Cut to now the man has a <laughs> he has a what is it called? Chemex. You have a Chemex, and we have pour over coffee. We heat up a hot water kettle, and we do pour over coffee. We don't do Keurig. We don't do Nespresso. <laughs> Although Nespresso is a good one, and I think my I'm gonna hound my friend dressed to be like, give me a, give me a Nespresso. Um, and we don't do like regular coffee makers. So our coffee takes a little bit in the morning to make because you gotta heat up the water, do the grounds, run it over. Are you kidding? This is a thousand times faster than the coffee maker we had. Honestly, and it's a thousand times better. So we we. Both will tell you, get a Chemex, get, get a pour-over system. It is so much better. Yeah. The next step we're going to do is grind our own beans. Like, oh, that's I our cannot next step. wait for that. We've got two whole beans over there. We've got James Coffee, which is Peter McKinnon's no, coffee no, no. brand. Uh, no, or, he no? just, uh, Peter McKinnon does, like, some advertising and stuff for them. Okay. And he works closely But it's the brand he them. works closely with. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Strike that. I'm a liar. Peter has P- Pirate Life, which is like jewelry and a couple other things. Bunch of shit. <laughs> it's a bunch Peter of McKinnon, shit. if you ever watch this. What up, P-Mac? Oh, God. That's your nickname for us. We call you P-Mac. It's a great name. Great name. Great coffee. Great name. <laughs> Anyways, back to... The, I have a little bone to pick with this movie, though. Just one? <laughs> <laughs> I have several boners to pick. Um, ooh, oh, um, why are they leaning into the narrative that sex causes violence or creates violence? Because that was a huge theme in the in 70s the, and In 80s. the 80s, right. Like, violence, sex and violence and video games and the satanic panic, all of that went hand in hand. Yeah. And it aggravates me because now, I'm sorry, I'll fight with anybody till they're blue in the face. Sex does not lead to murder. Violence in video games and movies doesn't really lead to murder. No. Satanic panic was not caused by video games and sex. Like, I was born in 1985, so I don't really know that much about it. But I follow all of that pretty fucking closely now. And Jesus Christ... What was wrong with people thinking like, oh my god, video games are poisoning our children's minds. I'm pretty sure Fortnite is poison- poisoning kids' minds now. Oh Fortnite's, god. It, like, that culture is weird. TikTok is fucking poisoning people's minds. I know. I feel really like dumb sometimes when I get into TikTok and I've scrolled. I did it earlier today and I was just scrolling and I got to that. Stop. You've been watching TikTok way too long. And then I realized Go that outside. only pops up for get like... Life. Every 90 minutes for me, I spent an hour and a half just mindlessly scrolling through TikTok. Jesus. But, like, my TikTok's, like, witchcraft, um, fucking K-pop, um, some, like, weird spoopy Halloween horror stuff. Like, it's not really, like, the mainstream ones. Thank um, God. Yeah, I, I like my, my weird, uh, ball of strange TikToks. Um, but yeah, I was a little like, wait a minute. I hate the fact that the 80s and 90s had this weird narrative that sex leads to violence. I'm sorry, how do you make babies? You make babies with sex. It feels good. Obviously, people are going to do it. If it didn't feel good, people wouldn't do it. 
You're not gonna press no. a button to get electrocuted. If that button makes you feel good, you're gonna fucking press that shit all day. But like, even with the progression of the horror genre today, mm. that theme still runs deep in the veins of the entire genre. And, it's and, never gonna go away. It's yeah. always gonna be built in somewhere. And I've, I know I've said this to you many times where I'm like, why is there so much sex and nudity and horror? But you get it. After a while, it fucking sells. Like, the all the Friday the 13th shit is based on, you know, my kid drowned because you guys were too busy having fucking sex. Well, to be fair, it's actually one of the most obvious things that should be included in horror. Not because of nudity and sex scenes make money, but because... When you're in the position of having sex, that is one of the most vulnerable positions you can be in. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody's coming to kill you while you're having sex, there's almost nothing you can do. You're, you're going to die. Your penis is literally either in a vagina or an ass, or you're two ladies that are, like, hot and heavy at each other. Like, how in the world do you protect yourself, run... And then, I'm going to get really graphic. And then if you've already, like, came a couple of times, your legs are, like, fucking jello. You ain't going anywhere. You're just you're like, oh, I'm going to run away from the killer. How can you when you got cum legs? Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I hate some of the things I'm saying, and I'm just going to say it anyways. I don't even care. I'm sorry, if Mom. If you haven't guessed, this podcast is not for children. <laughs> if you're a child watching this, stop. Get help. Find your parents. Ask them what the fuck they did wrong. Just look at your parents and be like, Mom? Dad? <laughs> Should I be listening to these two fucking idiots? Um, this movie has also made me realize that sexual deviants have breathing problems. Apparently. That man was breathing like he just ran a marathon and had asthma the whole time. But I was like, why do people... And it happens in a lot of movies. Where the sexual pervert or the deviant is like... <laughs> They even did it in kids' cartoons with Hey Arnold. That the dude that Helga would punch, he'd be standing behind her going... Oh, Eugene. Not Eugene. Was I don't it? remember his name. Fuck. But, like, why would he be standing behind her breathing like that? Because he likes her? That's the only thing I can think of. Honestly, that only motherfucker thing. sounded like he needed a goddamn iron lung. <laughs> Boy, you about to die. Um. Right. I got one more fun fact for you before okay. we delve too deep. Fun fact. The, uh, I believe it was the tennis victim, mm-hmm. um, where she got chased into that little room, um, and you actually see her like they do a close up. She like pees herself. Yes, that was real. That was real. That was real. I put that. It was like p- the piss was a nice touch. I put that note. No, she apparently was so terrified during that scene that she actually pissed herself because they were operating a real chainsaw that close to her. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I would pee myself, too. That would not fly today. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, also, the tennis player had a weak scream. I was really, really upset by it. it I feel like, like a lot of the women in this had weak screams. Except for that girl. Kendall was fucking... Man, she had fucking lungs on her. Like, ah, like seriously. She was like a ah, ah, like a bird screaming. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Also, pun for the tennis girl. Her name was Susie, so I went, aw, 
Susie's only half of herself now. She was cut in half. Oof. Oh, yeah. Um, throughout the whole movie, they tried to make it seem like the janitor was the one that killed people. But the janitor was just really creepy. He was just really creepy. It wasn't until the janitor was like, these aren't my keys. That janitor looked like he stepped out of a fucking Scooby-Doo episode. If you meddling kids hadn't... He had, yeah. He, had, he was big, lurching forward the whole and time. And one eye open. Had one the eye whole... shut. He did you notice he switched eyes at one point? Did he? He did. He, I didn't even it was only that. one scene. I was like, wait a minute. You just you just switched your eyes. Did you have... Like, he was like... Like, he did that. I was like, <laughs> you all right? Did you need to blink? And I'm not sure how to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh... Oh, yeah, my note when I realized the doors matched an earlier scene, I was like, fuck this fucker. It's the fucking Dean. The doors match. I hate you. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Like, what is wrong with you? That scene, like, from the moment she was like, oh, I'm going to go see the Dean. Oh, he's gone all day. He should be back soon. Oh, okay. Too obvious. Too obvious. Way too obvious. And then she gets there and he's like, why don't you come in? No, I just have a question for you out here. Well, why don't you come in then? Oh, it's silly being out here. Oh my god, I absolutely loved um, towards the end after after the reveal and everything, and then they they like come in, find her like all drugged out, and the entire sequence she's laying there staring towards the curtains, staring going at like the this. curtains like. And nobody Terrified. thinks to go. And he's like, okay, stand up. Let's go. And I'm like, this is a horror movie. The bitch is like, trying to tell you something with her Nobody eyes. thinks to at least look no. over in the direction like, that she's looking. What are you looking. trying to tell me, Lassie? Did Timmy fall down the well? Is Timmy behind the curtain about ready to stab me? Like, come on. Oh, my God. It was awful. Uh, that kitchen was weird. So we're in the Dean's apartment or whatever. And it was like... It was like an L-shaped thing to where it had like a cooker, because I think that's what they were called. They weren't ovens. It was like a cooker, and it was like a microwave and cupboards, and then a cabinet. And then it was French glass doors that opened up to tile everywhere. This is how I knew it wasn't Boston. That is an Italian fucking kitchen right there. Italian. Yeah. And it was like the oven and something else. And I was like, this looks like it was a bathroom and they threw shit in there to make it look like a kitchen. I was like, what is this? I don't know who the fuck designed that place, but it was weird. Italians. It looked it, it looked really fancy. And I was kind of at one point like, huh, I like that. Let's go retro like that. Big old glass door so, you know, when you're real drunk at night and you're like, doo -doo -doo, I'm going to get a sandwich right through the glass. <laughs> I would actually probably do that. Oh. Um, the next note I have is old Wendy's food containers. Oh, God. And this was 1982, so it was the yellow Wendy's food containers with, like, the old logo. They only got rid of that recently. So that's been around for a long time because I recognized it just from the yellow box. Yeah, it all switched like, oh. to red. It's all red, and it's like Wendy's is like just her. It's just her face now. Yeah. Like I don't even think it says Wendy's anymore, which I don't really like Wendy's. Y'all can come are we for really me. Really going to go on a tangent? Oh my god! <laughs> like we've been trying to get away from fast food, like really hard. Trying to eat healthier. Trying to. Long story short, but we've made a lot of lifestyle changes because of me. 
And fast food was one of the one things we were like, no, we gotta cut this out. Occasionally, we'll still go to Burger King and get, like, Impossible Whoppers. Because they're not beef. And that's like, we're talking like, oh, desperate shit, for food. We're, we're, out, we're out, there's the two for six, we'll just get some that nuggies and we'll eat them. Nuggets, nuggies, nugget, nuggets. Chicky nuggets. Chicky nuggies. But, like, Wendy's is the one that recently... I get physically ill when I eat it. And it's, I don't know if it's their fault or my fault. It's not good. It's, it's honestly like, I really did like Wendy's for a long time. Really good food. But now that we eat healthier, it's like we eat that stuff and it's like, Bleh. this is not good. <laughs> so no shit, no shit on you if you like fast food. Like that's your prerogative. But we have been eating cleaner and healthier. If you don't want to hate your favorite fast food places, don't eat clean. <laughs> vegetables fruits like shit like that um oh the other note holy mother of god dude okay so any classic one of the most classic things you can find in an older movie is the mother of god moment Mm. and i could not believe that this movie had that exact moment right at the reveal you get the cop who's Oh, holy mother of God. Is that, that makes me feel like, okay, um, Halloween for Silver Shamrock, that guy. And he was also like, good news is your dates are here. Bad news is they're dead. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Is that like, he's the one that does that move, right? The holy mother of God or. I don't know if he's ever done that. But I feel like that's his kind of reaction, if not the wording. Yeah. He's the one that's like. Look, like that's his thing, right? Which I think is, Chef's. I can't wait to get to his movies, especially when we get to fucking Halloween four. Oh, he's all over the fucking genre. Oh God, that's Halloween Him, three. Tom Zagura. Who am I thinking of? He did the effects for Tom Savini. Tom Savini. It was a Tom. I got a Tom. There's a Tom there. Him. Um, who else is the same? The dude that played the detective in the first Halloween. The detective? Lupus? Lucas? Loomis? Loomis, yeah. He's in a lot of stuff too, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I cannot wait to get to the classic detectives, police officers, those kind of people. To be fair, Loomis was a psychiatrist. <laughs> Why you gotta show up me and call me a dummy on live? national I just said podcast. no such thing. <laughs> you just called me a dummy. I have one that says dumbass she's drugged. <laughs> just dumbass she's drugged. Um she's looking at the cart where he is, dummy. <laughs> and then, oh, nice shot in the head. There really should have been more blood since you shot him straight in the fucking forehead. Then, you know, every other kill in the movie was gory, gory as fuck. Bloody. That one I would have had like, his head, like, blow the hell that up. That one literally <laughs> looked like they took a pen and went, stand still. All right, now lay down. Like, that's what it looks like they yeah, did. Yeah, they got cheap you, on that. Because the budget, like, ran out and they didn't have any more pig's blood, so they had to be like, here's a marker. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. What's my other note? Oh, tear this place apart piece by piece. Ugh. Does the detective say, all right, let's tear this place apart. And I was like, 
There's a pun there. There's a pun there. Can I ask what the hell the ending stinger of this movie was? <laughs> so, so, how does it... He, the, the Holy Mother of God detective leans against the bookshelf and it turns. And the Frankenstein girl of all the pieces falls on top of Kendall. And he's like, oh, oh, oh my god, pieces of ladies. Also, whoever painted that one girl in the spots like she needed to, did you have to make the mold look so bread moldy? Like, she looked like a piece of bread. I, I, I honestly think they were running out of money at it that point. It was so bad. It, it was rough. But, like, he's sitting down, calming down after that, and the police officer or the detective standing there going, Da, 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 line, line, line. I don't remember. And then the fucking, the fucking pieces girl grabs his crotch and just rips his dick and balls to shreds. And my exact is, what the fuck was that ending? It, it makes no goddamn no. sense. Like, it feels like they tried to make it kind of like a thriller ending, like the Michael Jackson turns around and it's like, ah, where's yeah. the life kind of thing. Like, oh, it's not over. I don't understand, like, all of a sudden it goes extremely supernatural. Yeah, like, there was nothing supernatural about this. Nothing. And then all of a sudden she's shredding his twigs and berries. What just happened? I mean... I gotta keep reminding myself here and reminding you as well. This is an exploitation film. The entire idea of exploitation is to milk it for all it's worth. Keep it on a central line. They if never you want do. It supernatural. Ease into just, the supernatural. I, I say it again. Just wait. There's some shit <laughs> out there that. It goes way beyond this. I don't know if I'm ready for the other shit that you can show. I really don't. I really am worried that we're going to watch something that I'm going to be like, you have broken me. I am broken. I cannot do this anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> but then I'm going to get you back with some of the stupidest shit I can find. Probably. Yes. And it's going to be beautiful. And you're just going to sit there and be like, kill me. Be like, woman, why do you hate me? <laughs> why do you hate me? Oh my god. Do you have anything else on your list over No, there? my list is complete. The last thing said, hold me, I'm scared. <laughs> hold me, I'm scared. I don't remember why. Uh, oh. So what would you rate this movie? One through five? This is a fun time. This is a fun time. It, I would recommend this movie if you are drinking or you're high. Pop this shit in and get a good laugh. There are problems with this movie. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of problems. It's so It's such a stupid type of movie. I can appreciate the art and the cinema and what they were going for. The plot's not bad. The plot's not bad. They're, they actually tried. I've seen other movies where I'm like, you didn't even try. There's no trying here. This one tried. I would give this about a four. It's not great but like i would say get drunk get high get some friends gather around this is a good time like don't be scared by the title i was a little nervous by the title and it's just what you think pieces like i was like why what am i watching what am i watching now that i've watched it i'm like oh, okay no okay that's fine it's fine this is fine it's insane but it's good so four 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 
in terms of a good movie, this is definitely low on the fucking totem pole. This is not. This is not a five-star Academy Award film by any means. This is no Titanic. In terms of Grindhouse, or if you consider it Giallo, I have to give it at least a four or five. Oh, it's yeah. It's a good one. It's fantastic. It's fun. If you are going into it with the right mindset, you're gonna have a fucking ball. It You're going to laugh your ass off at parts. It delivers on gore. It delivers on plot, really. It delivers the on appearance, kids. The colors. If you're a lady or a man and you want to see a peen, there's a peen in there. There's, there's some peen. dude ass. There's two dude asses. There's a main dude's ass and there's the fucking in the bushes ass. So, I mean. That's true. There is equal opportunity ass in this movie. Yeah, I'm going with a four. Yeah. Yep. Was it predictable? Yeah. Painfully so. Like, they tried to be like, is it is it Professor Brown? Is it the janitor? Could it be someone else? It was like, nah, the dean was sus like 20 minutes in. I think at the time, you may have been able to fool people better. Back in the early 80s, yeah. Now, no, no. fucking way. No, we, we have become... Internet sleuths and detectives for everything. Like, some people would probably, the movie starts like, it's the Dean. Like, why? You don't even know the characters yet. It's the yet. Dean. It's the Dean. It's a Scooby-Doo-esque movie. It's the fucking Dean. What was your favorite moment? I've already said mine. The waterbed. The waterbed. I, you, you, you saw my reaction. I was like, oh. That, oh, that fucking was. waterbed scene was If we could, perfect. for the YouTube video, just put up that scene. <laughs> just, just show that one. I don't think we can. It's really bloody and gory. I mean, technically we could. We could. But it's like, oh In my fact, God. you know what? While we're talking about the waterbed scene. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm, I'm going to put this scene over what we're talking about here. It and is hopefully we don't get it fucking level. amazing. It is good. Just I the brutal that. slow motion that just <sighs> enhances the impact of every She's stab. It's claw away and she can't. I'm like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is so it's, good. It's perfect. Hands down. Hands down. What was your favorite line? Holy mother of God. Holy mother of God. <laughs> Just the way he delivers it, like deadpan. Holy mother of God. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, it was beautiful. Let's go. <laughs> Does it still work? Not a fucking chance. I mean, if the Giallo, are, are Giallo style films still being made today? I mean, I know Suspiria was remade recently. Very rarely. I think if somebody wants to tackle this as kind of a Giallo remake, they could do so much with this. But I feel like the beauty of these movies was how ridiculous and low budget and just of the times these movies are. Like, a short film or an indie film could redo this and definitely get the same feeling. But I feel like Hollywood or major blockbuster type of productions, they try too hard. Like movies, I'm not going to lie, movies nowadays try way too hard. Oh, God. And if they remake this, it's going to lose the beauty, the art, and what it was in the time. 
I think if somebody wants to try, be my guest, but no. It doesn't work now because it worked beautifully then. That's the thing, like, movies like this and, like, movie Jallo films, things like that, they, they're a time capsule of what was. Yes. And what worked then. Trying to do that now, you essentially end up with stuff like James Wan is doing these days. He's heavily influenced by those films, so it bleeds through into these, like, supernatural films. What movies has he done that's kind of inspired by this? Insidious. Um, I didn't like Insidious, though. I didn't like the story, but yes, I can see where it's the colors. And apparently his new film, from what I've heard. What what is his new film? That's the... uh, what was the title? Malignant. I really am bummed. We cannot do Malignant on this podcast. No, but because I really Malignant need to see is that. sold as if you're not the certain type of people to watch this, you will not understand and you will hate it. I love how that's marketed. Exactly. Just being, if you're not the right audience, don't watch this. You'll hate it. I love that. That to me says right there, you're gonna fucking love it. I'm gonna sit there the whole time going, why are we watching this? But you, I feel like, are going to love that movie. I hope so. <laughs> I, if we don't love that movie, I'm going to be very disappointed in James Wan. <laughs> uh, you've kind of already answered this, but mm. would you recommend it? <laughs> I would recommend it to, like, hey, like, are you guys looking for a bullshit movie to just have fun with? This is good. If you're somebody that enjoys cinema for the art, cinema for, like, the time period... This is a high recommendation, highly. 80, early 80s movies, you know, with the campy dialogue and the... Some people love that. Some people enjoy that because it brings them to a simpler time. I love that. You, I enjoy that. Yes. I mean, would I recommend this to... Uh, would I re- recommend this to my brother or my sister? Absolutely not. No. They would be like, what is this? See, but in my opinion... Those are the types of people that absolutely should watch it because it's not something they normally would. Would you recommend this to your sister and brother-in-law? Yeah. You would? For sure. You think your sister would actually watch it? I don't this. think my brother-in-law would, but I think my sister would at least try it. She, she might try hate it. it. And she might text you and be like, what is this garbage what you made me watch? <laughs> I would recommend this to my stepfather. I think he'd like it. Because he likes horror, but he's also, like, a child of, like, the 70s and the yeah. 80s. He likes that campiness. He might get a kick out of it. He, he might. He's the one that Plus, I'm when... pretty sure he's a closet hornball, so <laughs> he'd enjoy the the boobs all over the place. Who isn't a closet hornball? I was looking at boobies most of the time. <laughs> I was like, boobies. <laughs> I was just, I was surprised by the schlong and enjoying the boobies, let's be honest. Fair. How would this movie be made today? I don't know. Honestly, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what company would tackle this? What? I can see Bloom. What is it? Bloomhouse is the horror one? Blumhouse. Blumhouse. I can see Blumhouse trying to tackle this and make it an appropriate, like, what they think a horror movie is. But at the same time, like... I feel like they would ruin it. They wouldn't get the point of it. I think the only way for this to be redone today is for an independent filmmaker. Somebody who's going on a shoestring budget 
to use practical effects, actors that he knows understand the role, and just make it more modern. I think it would be fun, but this would not be some sort of a Hollywood blockbuster. No, I, I definitely agree. I don't think this is a movie that really could be made well today. Mm. Like, I think if somebody tried, it would get way either way too Hollywoodized, modernized, or it would... They'd try to... You couldn't even extend this into, like, a long-form series. I mean, you could if you really built out the detective aspect of it. and Even a long-form series, I think... By dragging it out, it might ruin it. Actually, a I feel like if I were if I were to be given the chance to redo this movie today, I think I would try to make it a long form series. Cause really? Because then you could like build it out and turn it into something that's not cheesy and like make it intriguing. And but that's the beauty of it. It's the cheesiness that makes it worth it. And that's why we always have the original. But if it were to okay. exist today, I think that's that would be my approach. I mean, I would enjoy it if you did, or if somebody did do a long-haul series, if they would kind of make it look like Dark Shadows from the 60s and 70s. That black and white, kind of grainy, like, soap opera spooky kind of thing. I fucking love that. Love it. That would be pretty cool. That would be really cool. I really would love it if somebody, other than whatever the fuck Dark Shadows was remade, could be redone same way. But with modern technology, like with modern, like things happening. I think that would be so cool, but that's a tangent. <laughs> we can't cover that one. It's a series. That and is it, a series. It spans like, how long is Dark Shadows? I think it's years. It was several seasons. I'm pretty sure. 1966. 19, so... 1966 to 1971, there are 1,225 episodes. Jesus. Yep. That is so many. But it's such a good series. Such a good series. <sighs> All right. Do you have anything left to add to pieces? Oh, my God. No, I uh, I don't. But uh, we should pick up all of the pieces and end this podcast, don't you think? Probably. Did you enjoy the film? I I did. This was... I, <laughs> I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think this is much more of a fun ride. Yeah. Like, I like the fact that the first one was kind of a more serious kind of movie, and this one's fun. Um, This is just kind of like a taste of what's coming. At this moment, I think you and I only have maybe about six or seven more of these planned between us. I, I have two. So. And then I have two others in my Amazon right now. I mean, I have dozens and dozens that we could do. It's just a matter of when. But it's a matter of I would like to make sure that we go for some obscure shit. Like, Pieces was pretty obscure. I didn't know you owned pieces. Oh, no, you just bought pieces, didn't no, you? No, I've had pieces for you a while. You have had pieces? I mean, I want to go for something where it's like, dude, I was browsing Amazon and I found this shit. Like, that's <laughs> what I want. Um, or I was on Shutter and I found this stupid thing. What do we do with this? <laughs> like, that might be pretty cool. And that'll definitely be happening. In the oh, future. my God. There are going to be some episodes that you're like, what the fuck is this fucking shit that they're watching? <laughs> like, 
are they okay? No, we're not okay, but... We've never been okay. We've never been okay. But that's going to bring us to the end of the reel for this week. For more recommendations on films or coffees that you should check out, or to check out our VHS collection, um, or Don't forget even DVD or Blu-ray. DVD or Blu-ray. Or even just see some fun behind the scenes on how we do this stuff, or you want to chat with us, recommend us some movies. Mm-hmm. Um, check us out and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, both at Grindhouse Podcast. Um, we're on Twitter at Grindhouse Cast. Um, check out our yeah. Uh, check out our Discord. Uh, the link for everything is down in the show notes. And, and I'll always be comments. stalking that. <laughs> Listen to us and give us ratings on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever the hell you get your morning fix. New episodes first. Uh, new episodes are going to be coming out first thing every Monday morning. If you're listening to this podcast and want a more visual experience, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, where uh, there you can enjoy every episode in its entirety with video. If you like what we're doing and you want to support us, then you can find all the information for that down in the show notes as well. Until next week, I'm Sean Tatro. And I'm Leah Diana. Thank you for listening. And keep watching. Woo! 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 Pew, 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 pew! お父さんが握っていた3枚の花札。2枚は消えたが、残る1枚を消させてもらうよ。
Because of the shocking nature of many scenes in this film, it is definitely not recommended for the squeamish. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.